right, everybody. Hello, and yes, we are on episode three of the podcast. I am always your host, OG Gamer, aka Wayne, and I have something to say about this episode. First of all, writing the script for this was quite the struggle. Uh, it took me like three weeks just to get the concept written down in some format before actually getting the physical script together because of a simple thing. Um, this episode we're going to be talking about the content creation aspect of my life. The way it came to me was probably not the normal way it usually comes to everyone else who's like, oh, look, I like content creation. This looks really great. I want to try it, you know, kind of thing. Mine came at a time when life had decided that I really needed it. But remembering that initial moment that kind of changed my life to what it is even now as I'm talking to you, creating this content, that moment was full of knowing good but also bad at the same time i know that's kind of hard to believe but i mean that is life you know it's all about a whole natural balance of things so it doesn't really surprise me now that i look back on it that that the moment was a encompassing of good and bad my content creation road began back then oh about 10 years ago <laughs> and it continues to this day right here with you right now in the moment i'm going to share that started it all it's kind of hard to believe that it started within such a how do i put this a very low ultra low moment in a life and possibly one of the worst moments it could possibly happen but yeah it worked there okay now that i'm going to talk about this i'm going to put the warning right here right now ladies and gentlemen if you are listening there will be talk about unaliving unfortunately i am from the school of George Carlin, I am not a fan of soft language. I am not a fan of using more than one word to explain what a thing is. So we're going to call it what it is. Suicide is the subject that is coming up in the very first segment. Yes, this is a sensitive subject. Most people don't like using that word. They'd rather use, you know, unaliving. And I am just not a fan of that just because... Saying the word unaliving is basically lying, and I'm not a fan of lying when it comes to situations. You know, it's it's suicide. It's you're going to take your life. You are going to kill yourself. Those are the phrases that are correct. Saying unaliving is like just trying to soften it to make it more beneficial for not just you, but everyone else who for i guess what's the term are being snowflakes because you know truth and the actual reality of the situation is what it is you know i mean there's no other way to put it so in thinking about this first segment i want also something to make abundantly clear if you are actually in the mindset where you are thinking about suicide you're thinking about taking your own life please please get help reach out to a really close friend if you have to call the national hotline that's available do something because you do have control over that you have control over if you can get help or not and know that that is not a resolution you might think it's a resolution but it is not a resolution it is just an indicator that there is something wrong and you feel like that no one can help you. And the reason why I can speak of this so well is because I have been there. I was there. I was there a long time ago. 
and we're going to be talking about that kind of stuff as well. So now to the meat and potatoes of everything. How did it start? Why did it start? Beginnings are always hard. So let's take a look at the road I am walking right now as we speak even. I kind of equate this to like some of the beginnings of some of the greatest comic book heroes ever. And that is that some of them, their beginnings are usually really hard or they're really sad or they're both. My beginning kind of went along those lines as well. It was sad, definitely. And it, it was hard because it meant I had to face a lot of things. But it saved me from not just the moment I was going through, but it also continues to support me as we go through life here, including right now. To start this story, we have to go back. We have to go back to the moment before my very first step on the road to content creation. Because you have to look at that moment to understand that that what's brought me to that first step. Okay, so here we go. The story starts off with me standing in an empty apartment. Why is it empty? Because the person I'm supposed to share the rest of my life with broke a promise and took everything with the appliances the furniture most of our friends she had taken everything including parts of myself i thought i could never get back everything was taken even though it wasn't what was agreed upon in court in the first place after 10 years of spousal abuse i was alone even my own family thought i had done something wrong that i was the bad guy that i treated her with such disregard and utter for lack of a better term abuse that she had left but they didn't know the details of what really happened they didn't know that my spouse had done it all she made the choices she committed to the abuse to me she chose to leave so I am here, in the middle of the living room where I had prepared to take my life. At the time, I thought I had reached the end, that my stepfather was right when he had always told me that I was nothing. And here I am, with nothing. I had taken the ceiling fixture out to give me exposure to the actual structure, and tied a line to the beam that supported the fixture, and tied a noose. It was kind of amazing the skills you tend to remember in certain dire moments or good moments depending i grabbed the chair from the kitchen one of only two that was still left and i put it in position for me to stand on i had secured my cell phone in my left hand in the hopes that with the jerk reaction of the noose that my thumb would flinch and dial 911 which i had already set up on my phone i dressed in something at least you know, somewhat decent, but was more of a kind of day-to-day -day if I was going out. Um, so with that being said and done, I climbed on the chair, placed my head within the noose, and was prepared to meet my end. The unfortunate thing for this is that I have always been prepared to meet my end. 
Um, I'll talk about that in a later episode. Let's just say my childhood was not all sunshine and roses and happy little feet and thoughts. We'll just put it like that. Then, life itself decided to make a change. Decided to alter the course that I had put myself on in that moment. No one, no one knew what I was doing. No one. My two friends that I had left out of my circle of friends... Neither one of them knew what was going on. I looked down, my phone is vibrating in my hand, and it was Carter. He was my downstairs neighbor and one of the only few friends that I had left that didn't know about all the details of what had happened to this marriage that was no more. He had asked me how I was doing. I lied. And the first time in many, many years, I lied to a friend. Or to anyone, for that matter. I told him I was fine didn't realize that the situation that I kind of had decided to partake in and he asked me if I wanted to come downstairs he wanted to just kind of hang out and whatnot I took a moment I took my head out of the noose and I told him I'd be down in about 10 minutes that I needed to clean up when in actuality I needed to remove the phone from my hand that I had taped Carter met me at the bottom of the stairs, which was really close to their patio in the apartment structure that we were living in at the time. And I met up with him and his wife. We sat around for a bit. We had dinner, and there was lots of talking. Lots and lots of talking. A few hours went by. Uh, Carter asked his wife to go in and grab some 15-year-old scotch. And we drank. We talked. And went through stories. Mostly he talked. I was very apprehensive to tell anyone anything at this point. Let alone what I had planned later on after I was done. But Carter looked at me and asked the one question I was kind of fearful of him asking. So what are you going to do now? With everything that is said and done, what are you going to do now? I didn't have the heart to tell him that I had things prepared in my apartment so that I wouldn't be seeing the morning. But again, I lied. And I told him I wasn't sure. I would continue working, I guess. Um, Carter explained that life is about possibilities and knowing how to take advantage of new ones. He had a way of putting a spin on things. I mean, he did work in advertising for like 20 years, so he was fairly good at it. He had asked about what I had a passion for, what I could do to help fill the emptiness that I now have in my life. And what about finding a way to incorporate that into my life to kind of bring anything other than the drama and the, for lack of a better word, the bad that had happened in my life. I told him I had been in gaming since the beginning, which is true. I've been in gaming since the very, very beginning. It always, it's always been around me. I've always had a connection to it. He said, simply, we'll do that. And I, I gave him a look. And we got to talking all night about the possibilities of what could be done in that sec. He had a daughter who was into gaming and apparently she had been watching also YouTube and a couple of, of streams. And he had brought that up as well. <sighs> But I tried to change the subject just because I wasn't, my mindset was not really into what was going on in the moment. But then we started to talk about other things as we progressed through the alcohol. We talked about music and art and even programming for a bit because it was for him a hobby. He got into it later in life. But before we both knew it, the sun was rising. 
I could feel it on the back of my neck. And the morning I had not planned to see was hitting me that very moment. So after an exchange of pleasantries, because, you know, Carter was very old school about things like that. He wished me good night, <laughs> a.k.a. morning, and wished me the best of luck. And told me that if I ever needed anything, that all I had to do was go downstairs and knock. I returned to my, I returned to my empty apartment where the chair had been sitting, the noose is hanging from the ceiling, and something clicked. I can't explain other than between the alcohol and the conversation, something just clicked, and Carter was right about it. Since it was empty, I had an opportunity to fill it with something that, that I loved, that I was passionate about, that brings me joy, that has been part of my life for so long. So I grabbed the chair, I placed it back at the dinner table, I untied the noose and brought it down and put the fixture back in the ceiling. And I walked over to the kitchen table with pen and paper and sat down because the rebuild was to not only start that day of not just life, but of myself as well. After a week with the whole thing going on, I was starting to look at something new, but also something I was kind of familiar with. I decided to approach this new road like I would if I was doing my old school gaming testing. Study, note-take, observe, and outline. These steps had worked for me before in the past, and I found a few streaming services at the time that had gaming on it. Ustream. Justin TV, Hitbox. These are the ones that were readily available that kind of had some form of recognition at the time. I also had to figure out how the whole streaming thing actually worked. <laughs> I had to figure out the software, the resolution, bitrate, what games to play. At the times of the beginning, I had a very, very low-end PC. I was just using to kind of play PC games and also... Um, watch youtube a little bit and whatnot and i didn't feel like it was gonna go do the job i had just gotten a bonus from work at least the job i had at the time and carter suggested that i use that as a starting point to work towards doing the thing that will bring me joy i did my research shopped around and got a brand new pc it didn't have all the bells and whistles of the time but it would do the job that I needed. Then it was deciding on what platform to use as kind of a test run, you know? We had Ustream, Justin TV, and Hitbox. And Hitbox seemed to be the best choice at the time. It was a small platform, mostly focused on the EU. And at the time, this turned out to be a good thing because I would stream from like about, you know, noon to 6 p.m. when I wasn't working my regular job. And it turns out it was working better than I thought. While I was researching on all the other platforms, I was also learning all sorts of things. 
and it, it felt good. More importantly, it did feel right. I enjoyed every moment. As I would research, I would change and adapt my stream accordingly while trying to find things I could stream with the one thing that was limited for me, which was the bandwidth for the area I was living with at the time. I started to get to know a few people in the industry here and there. I did ask for help on occasion when I needed it. And in the end, I had a stream that was a little bit right, but people seemed to enjoy it. They would have me on just hanging out while having dinner, or they'd be chilling in their living rooms late at night and whatnot and just have me on. I was kind of at the time, and kind of still am, in awe and thankful for this. People were willing to give me their time, all of their time, or at least a good portion of their time. And this was quite humbling, and it still is. But it also showed me that there were others out there that needed, needed some company, and also shared in something that they enjoyed just as much as I did, which was gaming. I kept going on the Hitbox platform. I was streaming on there for three to four years, three to four days a week, always at about the same time. Then the site started making changes in that last year I was on it. I was a small content creator on the site, but I was consistent. I would keep my numbers the whole time, unlike everyone else on the platform. And then as the changes started rolling out, my community was looking out for me, especially after being on the front page featured two times within a month. I was a small streamer, my community was great. They were all looking out not only for me, but for each other. But towards the end of that fourth year, one of the biggest changes came to the platform. And it was going to allow anyone, and I mean anyone, to get a sub button. Yep, the site went pay to win. You pay the site for a sub button and get a percentage of the sub amount. I looked at this and I refused to do it. I was not going to do that. Me and about not even a handful of channels on the platform decided that we were not going to cop into the pay to win scenario. And the reason why I didn't is because I felt like I didn't earn it. Yes, I had been on the platform for four years at this point. My community was good. The content was still a bit rusty as far as presenting it. But my community was suggesting that I make a move. That I make a change. Um, Justin TV at the time rebranded itself to the now popular purple site known as Twitch. And my community was very supportive and almost insistent on that I should make the move. That I could have the same numbers there as I do here. And with the pay to win scenario coming into play, the community wanted to make sure that they had my back as well. I did still have my login from Justin TV. And then I tried it, and it still worked on Twitch. They had transferred everyone's accounts over to the now Twitch TV. I was unsure about my abilities to be on the, that platform, and I kind of still am to this day. I'm always questioning, I'm always researching, I'm always trying to find new things, if you will. But once the pay-to-win scenario was becoming even more evident to the point where some stuff that has never been revealed about, about, about the scenario that was going on there is they were actually taking us that didn't want to pay for a sub button. They were kind of forcing the traffic away from us. So in the end, the move was a good thing. I was able to bring about probably like 90% of my community from Hitbox to Twitch. And a new beginning began after that.
after everything was said and done, I moved. The community moved. Starting all over again. A medium fish in a medium pond to a small fish in an ocean of confusion, drama, and craziness in gaming. But I never let these kind of things get in my way. I just keep going. I worked my way to giving the sub button while meeting some amazing people along the way. Now I continue to make content on the platform and many other platforms. Always learning, developing, and growing. Before I knew it, I was connecting with others that were much bigger than I as well on the platform. But for me, channel size never really mattered. Never really mattered as a content creator and didn't really matter as a viewer. Which is why when I always went into someone else's channel, that their size really didn't matter. I always went with the vibe. I went with my gut instincts because they always seemed to be pretty almost on point. <laughs> and out of the people that have helped me, I've never asked for special treatment because I was a creator on the platform and yet when I'm with their channel and their community, I'm a viewer. And that's how I looked at things. And some content creators respected that. And other content creators went, I'm full of shit and that I'm lying. But, you know, to each their own. I do not fault anyone for that. I tend to lurk in a lot of channels as well. Just to kind of observe, to see if there's anything different. See if there's anything that I can possibly adapt to my content and whatnot. And in the end... I always like to remind my community of one of the most important things is that when it's my channel, it's my rules. So other creators would come and check out my channel. Even as far as lurking it, I actually have a few um, higher level people that tend to pump my channel up when they're getting up in the morning on the other side of the world or at dinner on the other side of the world, <laughs> depending on the other side of the world I'm referring to. And they'll just kind of lurk in my chat. They'll just kind of chill, you know, hang out with me. And I appreciate that. I know who they are. That's the kicker. I know who the lurkers are, the, the other content creators, but I always keep quiet about it because of the simple fact that they're doing the same thing that I do in their channel. So that is very important. With all the learning of all the new things from the move and Twitch and whatnot, I have expanded to having not just Twitch anymore. I also have TikTok. I have Instagram. I have YouTube. I have Twitter. I have so much other stuff that I've expanded to and continue to learn about. And I'm always looking at new platforms to see what there what is out there, what what chances that they could possibly give a small creator like me, but also the possibility of if the next big site that actually ends up being as big as Twitch is. You just kind of kind of have to keep an eye out for those kind of things. So right now, I can say that this adventure, this road I'm on, is going to continue till life decides otherwise. This road has given me so much. So much I wish I could repay everyone that has been on the road as I traveled. New things are always coming. Learning is always continuing. People are coming in and out of my life continually. And all is good. I can honestly say I truly enjoy the, not just the experience, but just the content creation itself and whatnot. I truly enjoy this. I just wish that this could be a normal thing for me, like a normal job. But, you know, it could. Who knows? Down the road. I appreciate that 
all of the people in my community joining me in my small corner of the internet here. Um, I am actually getting ready to make plans that I have now been affiliated on Twitch for five years now. And it's hard to believe that it's already been five years, but when I reflect back, I've actually been in content creation for over ten years. So it kind of puts everything in perspective that almost half my time in content creation has been right on Twitch. So celebrations all around everyone. Thank you for making my content creation journey amazing. And I hope for many, many more years of content creation across multiple platforms as life will allow it. But I do want to make a side note. Thanks to this content creation road I've been on, I actually have met quite a few amazing people. I've had a few in particular who have actually helped me with the problems that I had right before I started this journey as I described in the first part the situation that had occurred and where it kind of put me in a men mental state if you will and I've given them a very special thanks for being there to help me through that I really do appreciate it and put another mindset and thought process into my brain which I value very very much but that is probably the biggest win so far in this road of content creation it's having that particular person or persons being there to help me through basically resolving a lot of my mental health states so thank you very much i appreciate you and i appreciate all of you in my community thank you thanks to everyone for hanging out for episode three there's been a lot going on but the best thing of all is that there hasn't been an end to the road yet. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give it a like, thumbs up, or whatever interaction is on the platform you're listening. Feel free to check out the podcast Twitter in the description. Thank you. And remember, stay positive, be safe, and game on.